0: Welcome to BCCN3 Talk, your decentralized hub for all things Web3. From blockchains to cryptocurrencies to NFTs, we airdrop knowledge and analysis from industry insiders, journalists, and founders. I'm your host, Jason Rowlett, a writer and editor at bccn3.com. Now, let's get on with today's show. Hey everyone, welcome to BCCN3 Talks. So glad to have you along with us. I'm Jason Rowlett. Alongside me today, my co-writer at bccn3.com, Keegan King. Keegan, how are you today? Got a busy week this yeah, week. Pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary Ginsler was on the hot seat and yep. <laughs> Pepe has become the new meme coin.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the latest meme coin. It's... Uh, it's skyrocketed. It's, it's fallen. It's all over the place. Uh, I know you wrote an article about Pepe and uh, the uh, creator of Pepe, the the guy that illustrated the original meme of the Pepe frog. uh, He's, he's kind of been upset about that and kind of taken that and, uh, or being taken by this project. Um, Yeah. It's just the latest, quite a project. Yeah.
1: The the latest uh, project in the long, decades long list of things that he is not involved with regarding Pepe. (laughs) I swear this uh, Pepe meme has just become become more than he ever expected. That's for sure. Uh, Matt Fury's his name. Um, Yeah, he's been pretty pissed off at the way it's been used by a lot of people, especially a lot of this like ultra white, uh, right wing kind of movements. Mm -hmm. I've never actually seen any of those examples of that, but apparently it's a thing and he's taking people to court because of it. Yeah. But this latest, uh, endeavor with Pepe, Pepe coin, or I think it's just called Pepe actually. Um, it's on ETH, which I think is something to kind of take note about. Cause a lot of these beam coins are just kind of random, right? You know, it's like Doge is its own blockchain. I think Shiba's on ETH. I could be wrong. It might be its own blockchain. um, and then if you go on BNB you know it's that's kind of like the home of all the meme coins you know besides the two big ones you know that's where you're going to get like Elon Musk rocket coin and stu- stupid stuff like that <laughs> yeah. but uh, pepe just kind of came out and went we're going on eth and i think i think being on eth made it kind of helped the the case because you know eth is already the dominant altcoin network and it's easier to, to exchange. You know, you just go to a DeFi platform, just throw in some ETH, and then you can swap it for Pepe. Whereas if you have ETH and you want to bridge it to Dogecoin's blockchain or you want to bridge it to BNB, there's a few extra steps you got to take. And a lot of people just aren't always going to be into that. Same reason you don't see a whole lot of like Solana NFT collectors and ETH NFT collectors kind of like in the same groups. Um so I think that kind of made a big difference. But like we all expected, by the time word got out about Pepe, the price had already started dropping. And it's still dropping today.
0: Yep, yeah, once it's up, it uh, pretty soon comes down. Uh, but like most meme coins, uh, it's just in it for the flip, it seems like.
1: So. Yeah, they they kind of took the Doge approach, which I think is a little different than Shiba. She was kind of like, we're going to try and be useful, you know, where Doge is like, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I think ever since Doge kind of blew up, I think the founder kind of went back to it and wants to try and change things around a bit, but it hasn't happened, yeah. uh, even as much as Elon wants to adopt it for whatever reason. Uh, Pepe is kind of doing that kind of route where it's, you know, if you look at their map, the roadmap, it's kind of goofy, you know, it's like, Oh, we're going to get an exchange. We're going to get tools. You know, we're, we're going to get aggregators. We're going to have, you know, all these things for holders. You can vote. And, and then the final thing is flip Bitcoin. That's the final goal in the roadmap (laughs) is to flip Bitcoin. I'm like, okay, okay." let's see if Pepe coin can get trillion dollars in it. And then if you look at the very bottom of the website, it just says, this whole coin is, is for entertainment only. The roadmap is fake. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. You know, who who actually like scrolled past the roadmap to see that at the bottom? <laughs> I don't know. And I yeah. it's, but that's, that's, that's what Dogecoin was back in 2013 when it started was yeah. it's just a joke. You can put your money into this if you want. Uh, it's a joke because all these other things are making us laugh too. Yeah. And people did. People did. They put money into Pepe.
0: Yeah. Went right into Pepe and then it went right out of Pepe.
1: I saw a headline. I guess someone put in like $200 and now they're like uh, a millionaire. Um, yeah. That person must have been like the third person to invest in it. I, I just can't imagine that
0: it's just it's such a low valuation it's boy two hundred dollars wow i have to do the math yeah on that, i have no idea that that's crazy yeah i know people it's who wild. put in uh, you know like their whole paycheck 10 years ago into bitcoin are now like multimillionaires, which makes sense but
1: yeah doing
0: it with Doge, yeah i mean there's
1: some hmm. coins where it makes sense but yeah. i mean at the same time, you know, we've kind of joked about this in the past, but it's like Filecoin, which is part of this giant Web3 storage protocol. It's an incentive layer for people to, you know, help you store data outside of clouds. Um, they just released their main net. It just launched like two months ago. You know, things are really blowing up for the company. They've, they've exceeded all, all of their benchmarks lately. Uh, something like double the amount of users than they expected. And the price is down yep <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
0: what so how did this happen
1: yeah yeah why Why is the price of that down while pepe is like we're doing nothing
0: yeah and Filecoin is explodes. so utilitarian it, it i mean it has so i mean compared yeah. to pepe compared to most coins it's it yeah it's hard to explain
1: yeah it's information storage right you know that that costs cents compared to you know uh AWS, right. know, Azure, and all these things. Yep. And and I mean, I, I, I guess we can say it's consistent, right? You know, it's it hasn't dropped like Pepe is dropping right now, right? Right. I mean, if you look at Bonk, it shot up super super quick and then it just slowly teetered down. And Pepe is doing the same thing. It shot up super quick and now it's teetering down. And I think I think a lot of investors are are aware of this. I think a lot of people went. Okay, I just heard about this. I already know it's not worth getting into. Uh, yeah, because I mean, people did it with Bonk and they lost their money, and they're like, "Why is Solana not recovering yet?" And it's like, "Well, because your only project is Bonk." Yeah,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> like, what does it offer that's you know different from something else, other than it's riding on the coattails of Shiba Inu? For Bonk, what doesn't anything, Bonk doesn't offer anything. Bonk doesn't offer anything.
1: Yeah. They, yeah, and it was just this goofy thing uh solana is already basically in hospice and this thing comes out it's like wow this is amazing and then it dies and now no one cares about solana again even though they have this phone coming out but it's like why would you want a phone that's connected to a dying network like
0: yeah what what's what's the value add
1: there (laughs) yeah if if the phone was connected to eth i'd be like okay this is gonna be amazing yeah. but it's not. It's connected to Solana, which crashed before and after FTX.
0: Has yeah. um, a pattern I, of crashing.
1: Yeah, especially if the network keeps... I mean, the network isn't better either. It keeps falling apart. So, you know, the, mm-hmm. it keeps turning off. It turned off back in like February. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to buy this really nice Saga smartphone, but I mean, you got to basically hope and pray that the Solana network is operational, or else your phone is really just—it's just you know a worse version of you know yeah. any other Samsung Galaxy or something like that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> yep. if the Solana network goes down. The point—the purpose of that phone is basically gone. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a little bizarre. I think great idea, wrong network. I think they. Moved a little too quickly when they came up with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, good idea, but poorly executed.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. If it was ETH, if it was Polygon, even Bitcoin, um, Aptos, BNB, I think in those situations have been better. Yeah. But Solana is kind of like, eh. yeah. Solana. the last mm. blockchain I want connected to my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the last good... one, I think. But just not one I want. No.
0: Nope. So, It'll be
1: interesting to see when the sales come out though you know
0: it will yeah that will be interesting to see the first adopt first adopters are always you know enthusiastic but we'll see how that sustains over the long term um you know like first quarter results or whatever we can we see how that saga phone thing works out but
1: i don't know like you know if you' gonna be able to trade it in i mean you look at phones today right anything from Web2 stuff, you know, Samsung or Apple, like there's so many trade-in values, you know, like, oh, it's been three years. Just give us your phone. We'll give you a new one for half off. You know, this, the saga is probably not going to be involved in that. Right. And likewise, phones, phones are a, a yearly product. You know, every year there's, there's a new one. There's a better one. Yep. And I don't think the Solana foundation has, the customer base or the factory uh, you know the manufacturing abilities to do that yeah uh, so i mean they're going to quickly fall behind competitor technology pretty pretty soon unless they are already working on next year's model
0: and and the cell phone market the mobile the smartphone market is so saturated i mean i i love blockchain technology but how that's going to adapt and like bring a big value add to carve out a section, a profitable section of the market share of the smartphone industries, that seems like a tough hill to climb. Uh, we'll see what happens, but
1: also, I mean, just because we have access to that blockchain on our phones doesn't mean that stuff becomes more valuable. Right. I I mean, okay, so now I'm using Solana on my phone. Did the price of Solana go up?
0: yeah exactly yeah what's the connection
1: yeah it's like okay i have another portal into it but that doesn't make it better right um i noticed the same thing with a lot of nfts you know back probably around like september last year you know when nfts were basically on their deathbed still i think now they're basically in the graveyard um you know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, the next the next thing we have to do is, you know, like let's let's move these alpha groups, let's get it onto a mobile app, you know, let's yeah. do all that." And it's like, okay, but that's not going to improve the quality of the NFTs.
0: Yeah, you know exactly.
1: I mean, that that doesn't make our options better. That doesn't make our, you know, like what these companies or projects are attempting to do, you know, more viable. Uh, it it just gives another platform to buy and sell which doesn't help when you know the the people buying and selling these things is shrinking the the group has consistently shrunk over the last year because people caught on yeah uh no one's impressed anymore
0: yeah i mean it it's it signals that the leadership is not forward thinking enough Um, i mean they're just going for the right now they're looking at right now they're not looking a year, three, five years down the road, um, the connection between okay, what does the customer get? Think about it from the customer's point of view. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, you know, I caught on to this pretty quickly too back in the summer last year, when you know everything kind of went DGEN, But then everyone's like, "Oh, utilities matter. Utilities matter." And you looked at the I've brought this up a number of times, but you, you look at the, the utilities that were being created. They were all related to buying more NFTs, right. right? Okay, if you buy this NFT, it'll help you buy more NFTs. And to me, that that seemed like it was missing something. Which okay, but how about the NFT that helps me do something besides buying NFTs, right? And like lo- anything. Anything else? You know, gives me a discount or you know a game or yeah, uh, you know just <laughs> just unlock some sort of feature somewhere. Does yeah. something? Uh, you know, I'm sure. We saw some stuff like that. I mean, Ether Jump. You know, they they had like their little game kind of going on. But when it was just yeah, our NFT helps you buy other NFTs, and then those NFTs help you buy other NFTs, and then those NFTs are actually NFT tools. And it's like yeah. okay we're just running in a circle that isn't generating anything. We're just yeah. We're just buying NFTs to buy more NFTs. You know, where's the end of the road? When do I get to this point where I'm like, okay, this is valuable? Right. And the switch to mobile just seems like more of that on a bigger scale. Yeah. You know, just hey, now you can buy your NFTs on your phone. Yeah.
0: Oh, huh?
1: hey, hey! It's on your phone now. Yeah. So, so that that JPEG is still a JPEG. Yeah. Uh, you now, now you've got like a creative Nothing changed.
0: Yeah, you, you've got like a a creative company like Nodal Network that we interviewed at South by Southwest this year, where they have the NFT that you can create on the phone, but you can you can create an NFT through a a photograph. Like you can take a picture mint it instantly and have it on the blockchain. And so you can have your own like personalized NFT collection. And uh you can catch that interview listeners on uh, our podcast here. But I know that is um, like a canon a value oh, add to to that it, to that idea rather than just saying, well, you can have NFTs on your phone. Well I can go to the Open C Mobile website and have that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what does this add?
1: So I mean that makes a lot of sense too is the ability to, to mint directly through your camera uh i know canon the photography company from japan Mm -hmm. we had an article about that i mean they're doing something very similar it's just they're making a marketplace where you can use canon i guess uh cameras and you can create nfts through the pictures you take i was hoping instagram was going to go that direction but it seems like they didn't but meta doesn't really have a grasp on any of this it seems uh it it, it's interesting because the the ability to you know i guess limit your photographs kind of like that is kind of exceptional because people sell photography yeah they sell their photos i mean photojournalists right uh or just photographers that do it as an art form or expression It, it makes sense that that would work in the nft space We've already seen people do that with uh, Justin Avrano or Avarano. I forgot his last name, but the twin flames collection that he has, you know, he just took photographies that kind of reminded him of his twin brother and those things hit a floor, a floor price of like 80 ETH, you know, back in 2021, just because it it was photography. It wasn't computer generated or randomized. It, It was just a collection of photographs. And it makes sense if we bring that to a mobile platform, but that's a little different that that doesn't help you buy more NFTs. It helps you create more NFTs, And that's slightly different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's not adding to the user experience. It's just adding to what options are already available in the marketplace, which is hit or miss at best. Um, so it's kind of like these yeah, meme coins knows, it's I mean. like who who wants it well Pepe is popular we'll go with him or go with uh, you know whatever other meme but, I mean how can you know what's the difference and it's just very subjective
1: yeah definitely I'm just I'm curious how much money that could make though for an avid photographer I mean yeah. if, if you're like a journalist and you, you capture something like you know big you know, like uh, the Afghan girl, you know, with the mm-hmm. uh, on the was it Time magazine or something like that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you were to capture that and turn it to an NFT and people noticed it and be like, wow, that's an incredible photo, you know, a good photo definitely is something people can recognize instantly, you know, and maybe that'll translate well. But I mean, if it's a one on one sort of situation, um, granted, I think maybe people are probably still going to screenshot these things yeah but I, I don't even know if that's i mean google has methods to prevent you from screenshotting yeah so you know maybe that's just something that people can start coding into the nfts is it's not screenshotable yeah if that's a word is that a word
0: <laughs> it is now screenshotable <laughs> yeah it is now. That's, that's
1: gonna be that's gonna be our new word of the year screenshotable
0: <laughs> well we want to solve the problem yeah they they should yeah. Keep it authentic. No screenshotting. Well, we, we can't, uh, let this episode go by without mentioning the chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, who is Gary G. Uh, Gary G. <laughs> he has been in the hot seat this week. Uh, the crypto community is of course not happy with him. Um, he is, uh, of course. The, I feel like nobody's happy with him. Yeah, I don't know a single nobody. person
1: that's been happy yeah. with this guy.
0: <laughs> there, there were a few politicians on this uh, on the finance committee, um, uh, the House Finance Committee, that were, you know, thanking him for his leadership, but you know, not giving any reason why, because um, there isn't any. But he is, um, of course, chairman of the Security and Exchange Commission, and he uh is facing removal possibly. Uh Ohio Representative Warren Davidson has uh introduced this week, I guess it was over the weekend actually, but legislation to basically replace his position as a chairman to an executive director that just reports to the SEC board. And the SEC has a board of five commissioners. Um who so it's board it's more of a um kind of like a corporate board, I guess, but, uh, the move, you know, of course follows all the criticism coming after him and the definition of an exchange. And he has very hypocritically and capriciously gone after companies that are small cap coins, nothing against them, great projects, but small caps like LBRY. He's gone after, as I've said, uh, Kim Kardashian, he's gone after uh, Floyd Mayweather. These weird things, you know, hitting them real hard with fines, and yet at the same time he misses FTX because <laughs> he's basically in bed with Sam Bankman-Freed, who is a, po- a paid consultant with the SEC. And, uh, he and not missed... even
1: part of the United States. A, yeah, he's in the Bahamas. Really me. Yeah. Because we're listening to some guy that would not be affected by your regulations.
0: Yeah. And and yet, he there the, the U.S. investor is totally affected. He missed Mashinsky and Celsius. He missed Three Arrows Capital. But he's there to protect the American investor.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like this guy's <laughs> full of it. Like, really. He is. He, he's just gone on and on and on. Yeah. And the fact that he helped register Coinbase as a publicly traded company and then right. turns around and tries to sue him it really yeah. just shows, like, dude, do you have Alzheimer's? What's going on? Did you forget what you... Yeah. I mean, you approved of this. You signed it off. And yeah. now, two years later, you're trying to, to sue them for approving it? Yeah. I mean, shouldn't you be the one being sued in this situation? Uh, Coinbase yeah. has been following your rules the entire time. And... Yep at the same time they didn't even provide an explanation It's uh, we don't like it, it's bad yeah and, you know that that's effectively what their response was to coinbase or you know what they originally stated because they they didn't say anything clear they, they didn't specifically identify what is the problem
0: and they've done that over and over they're suing kraken they're suing bitrex now it's the most recent one that i've uh recently wrote about and um one of the biggest of all they missed. They totally missed Terra Luna. So it's, and these are obvious things there. They're, it was not as widely known as it should have been, but FTX's balance sheets were available and there were investors trying to blow the whistle on them. Um, Bit boy of all people. A Bit boy was, and now he's getting roasted. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's very, yeah, it's as I just, said, capricious and hypocritical to, to go after these people, but not, but not FTX. I mean, yeah, it's so come suspect. On. It's dude, it is. the
1: one person you're listening to, the one person you're not trying to sue, is the one doing all the most egregious criminal activity. Yeah, yeah. And again, they're not based in the United States, so they shouldn't have any say in United States regulations to begin with. Exactly. Um, you know, it's, I mean, I we don't see CZ, you know, coming over to the United States telling people what to do. Yeah. You know, he he just said, you know, what we're just going to pull out of the United States and let them figure it out. Yeah, and whether that's because he's doing good or bad with his company it doesn't really matter. He he's just kind of s- stepped out of the arena. And, and yeah, Gary Ginsler, he's really just kind of showing a corrupt side here, which is also damaging just the ability to foster this industry in the United States and yeah. provide the United States with more jobs. Uh, you know, these are high. Well, I mean, they're complex, right? They're, they're yeah. not, they're not simple like customer service sort of thing. No. Someone walks into a restaurant and you help them, you know, with their order. I mean, this it requires a lot of legal expertise, requires a lot of accounting expertise and financial expertise computer science and engineering expertise. There's a lot of marketing involved. You know, mm-hmm. these are complex, you know, sophisticated jobs. And Gary's over here, you know, just trying to listen to whoever's got the biggest pocketbook. Right. And he's driving it all to other countries. I mean, why? It's not a surprise that most of these countries are looking at small nation islands, right. uh, you know, around the world.
0: You now know, they're looking if they move to move here, Europe. they get sued. Yeah. Yeah, they get sued for for no reason. They're not communicating. For following the the rules. For following the rules. He's suing people for, uh, he's suing these companies for not registering their digital assets as securities. Well, he doesn't have a registration process. It doesn't exist. If you talk to people at Kraken, at Bitrex, at, at, at all of these exchanges that are, they're saying you don't have a clear process and then you come and you find me and file a lawsuit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really egregious. Plus this is the guy that taught a course on cryptocurrency at MIT. And yet he can't decide whether or not ether is a security. <laughs> yeah. yeah m- Mr. Mr. Professional that taught about it. Uh, you know, it's, the guy is, is uh, I don't know, he's, he's just kind of a joke and uh, he's all over the place. The whole last, all of last year, 2022 of all years was the year to find criminals to smoke them out and to, you know, really do the industry good. And he has failed in that by completely messing up the entire industry.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, look how many jobs you drove out of here. Exactly.
0: Uh, how many companies and jobs and money, how much money have you driven out of the U S because of this? And then yesterday, as we record this on the uh, 19th, 20th, uh, MICA, the crypto regulation, uh, legal framework was voted in overwhelmingly in Europe. Now Europe is the place to be. I mean, it's where it's one of the big places to be. It's a, set a precedent now for crypto regulation. Meanwhile, Gary Gensler is like, he doesn't know if Ether is a security or what to even... He just... He, over and over, he just kept refusing to answer the congressman. Uh, we're just yeah, really far you know, behind. We're so far behind in really this country. It's really
1: getting so frustrating, too, for a guy who supposedly knows quite a bit about crypto. Uh, yeah. It, You know hey guys maybe we need a third option you know maybe it's not a maybe it's not a commodity or a security it's crypto it's a completely separate thing it's new it's yeah you know we didn't reinvent and finance and investing we created a new asset class yeah. so maybe build something around that uh where we don't have to ask the same stupid questions over and over and over because really the impression i'm starting to get especially from gary is when, when you're writing, you know, on a word processor, right, and they have the spell check, and every now and then, like the spell check will, is, I see this a lot in Google Docs, is it'll churn from, you know, be like, oh, uh, you need the apostrophe S. And you're like, okay, you click it. And then it's like, oh, actually, without the apostrophe S, just regular S. And it's like, okay, click it. <laughs> and then just like kind of flip-flops back and forth. And it's like, you'll pick one, yeah. but it'll just keep flip-flop. It's like you like found like an error in the spell check system. Yeah. Where really the only thing you can do is hit the ignore button. Yeah, that's Gary Gensler right now. He's like, it's a security. Actually, it's a commodity. Actually, it's a security. Actually, it's a commodity. It's like, yeah. dude, okay, you clearly don't know what you are talking about anymore. You, you've lost yeah. the plot. You, you clearly you don't have American investors in mind because you are pushing every single business out of the United States possible, uh, and you are putting these the wrong people on pedestals to listen to. Right. I mean, why why are you listening to? sbf instead of brian armstrong you know the guy that went public with your rules yeah you know the the guy who is honestly not trying to you know influence laws to help himself and his own pocketbooks he's he's pretty straightforward about what he wants to do now he's thinking about moving coinbase out of the united states it's like great job gary you lost another one uh you know can you be any more unpatriotic
0: yeah, it's very, it it's it's just really abysmal the way that he is he is, you know, helmed this ship called the SEC as far as as far as crypto is concerned. But you know, the entire the entire market needs this leadership uh, badly, and if if they don't do it, if if they don't update things, if they don't update laws. Uh, companies are going to do it for them. That's what's been happening in this country since World War II. I mean, we still operate in this country under antitrust laws that were written during Carnegie's Day and Rockefeller's Day. We're trying to apply Google, Facebook, Microsoft to 100-year-old antitrust laws. And now we're doing the same with uh, the securities law, the Securities Act, what was it, 1936? We're applying Bitcoin and Ethereum to that? And that's what he's doing. I mean, we need to update these things. Yeah, it's a little goofy. It's so goofy. It's really quite quite ridiculous and and honestly irresponsible to be saying that, oh, well, we set a precedent 80 years ago, 90 years ago. Well... It doesn't apply now, or it needs to be updated at least. It's not that it's totally irrelevant, but times have changed. <laughs> and, you know, it, but just doing things like saying Bitcoin is a commodity, okay, because it's not issued as a digital asset from a singular company. Well, we said Bitcoin is a commodity. Well, then the insinuation is everything else is a security, but he doesn't say that. And then he's asked before Congress is this or that a security? And he refuses to say so. It's just all over the place. Um, Really needs to go. Really needs to go. If you're willing to
1: sue all these companies, you need to be able to answer that question. Yeah. Because if you can't answer that question, but you're still going to sue somebody. Yep. I mean, you're basically have the ability to just change the definition, how you see fit, just to kind of, you know, get your way with suing people, which is not a small deal, you know, for a lot of these companies. I mean, there's a lot of businesses and a lot of these people are, are legitimate. I mean, obviously we see a lot of bad people out there like FTX is, is who you should not be listening to Gary. Uh,
0: he's, (laughs) he's been in hot water lately. So yeah, he just keeps
1: turning it up. He seems to really like the sauna.
0: And going after Ripple, like this is so stupid. I mean, they they are retroactively applying laws that they Ripple launched in 2012, and now they're saying, well, you didn't register it as a security back then. Well, back then, that wasn't the law. But you can't retroactively enforce laws that weren't. Well, you sold all these securities before we instituted this regulation, and so now you need to be fined for it. I mean, it's just so, how does this even go to get to court? It's really crazy. Yes. And then going after and winning the lawsuit against LBRY, which is a great, it's a small cap coin, um, a great project. Artists and, and uh, writers and creators can post their uh, content for consumers on the blockchain. Oh, well, that that was not, not registered properly. We're suing them. And they won. So it's egregious, really, but. Work with people. Don't just send them a subpoena. Like how about yeah. a phone call? How about a phone call? They're not even doing that.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it's the thing with uh, Coinbase, you know, their lawyer when he wrote the blog responding to the, you know, basically the Wells notes that they got. Yeah. And he said that they had been uh called called on by Coinbase, or the SEC. They said, you know, hey, we, we need some help figuring these things out. Can you guys help with us? And they created, I think, two different uh, frameworks that they could, you know, build off of with the SEC to say, hey, we think both of these sort of address the issues that we see right now, you know, review it, you know, adapt it, modify it so that it fits, you know, the bigger picture for more crypto companies. And the SEC just goes through them. They just left that, they just yep. left it on red. They're like, mm, yeah. yeah. It's like, wait, like what, what? are you guys trying to accomplish here? Are you trying to help these companies? Are you trying to dismantle them? W- what is the purpose here? Because, you know, you're you're acting like a crazy ex girlfriend right now. Like you're, you're like seeing things that just aren't
0: there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean this this is this is uh, regulation by enforcement. This approach is so stupid. It really is so immature. Um, he's just wielding power with nothing substantive behind it other than i'm the occ uh it's
1: i swear this guy just like wakes up and he's like flips a coin like today today i'm gonna get him and then like the next day he's like (laughs) i love crypto it's like yeah dr jekyll mr hyde like yeah who is this guy like who who appointed this guy Who's like yeah i don't know it's just he just he seems like lost he, he does, and I, even yeah. if you watch him in that that committee hearing, he he looks lost. He looks like I don't yeah. even know where I am right now. Like these people are yelling at me. I just want yeah. to yell at the crypto companies for giving me money. What's going on?
0: Like, yeah, you know? I mean, it really makes you this this back and forth. Like I'll sue them, but not them for the same exact quote unquote violation. Like, okay, what's the through line here? Is there kickbacks going on? Is there, you know, are there political strings being pulled? Like clearly the through line is not following the law. So what else is going on here? And I'm not going to speculate. It could be any of those things. But the point is he needs to go and the law needs to be clearly communicated, followed, enforced, and across the board. And don't go after companies just willy-nilly like you know, you're some sort of arbitrary financial policeman that, yeah, like you said, get, gets up one day and just says, I'm going to go after them and not them. And just so arbitrary in how you conduct yourself. Come on. The guy needs to go.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous at this point. Yeah. And well, he's harming my investments. You know what I mean? You know, I, I've, yeah. I purchased crypto and this guy is clearly one of the reasons that, you know, the values keep dropping. Yeah uh you know it's he's he's out here pulling strings that are hurting american investors and it's like dude wh- whose side are you on right now
0: yeah and there could be people i don't, even, like, I don't even
1: think he can answer that question i, I think he'd probably yeah. be like, i don't know
0: he even <laughs> said in that committee he's he admitted he doesn't own any crypto for what that's worth I, I don't i don't care that he owns or doesn't own crypto but it does kind of make you think does he is he knowledgeable is he about dead? this? Is that why he doesn't? Is he or is he not knowledgeable? Is that why he doesn't own it? I don't know. But again, it just kind of leans into the fact that yeah, the, there's the a guy big difference over the between, map with this. Yeah,
1: there's there's a big difference between people that that are that are basically, I guess, fluent in crypto yeah. and just kind of know about it from what they see in the headlines, right? Uh, yeah. You know, if someone if you talk to someone and they can and they can walk you through the steps of bridging coins from one network to another, then yeah. you can kind of say, okay, this person has some idea of what's going on, but if this person just says, "Oh, you know, I don't like Bitcoin because I can't hang it on my wall, like Elizabeth Warren said, you actually <laughs> said that yes and and it's like, okay, you clearly can't be the person to be talking about this stuff because you yeah. just don't understand it I mean,
0: I you, know we I we mean it's like
1: like, well, I don't like email because I can't put it in my mailbox. You know, it's like, that's not how it works. It's digital. It's, it's I,
0: called Things Have Changed. I know yeah, we've, got, we've got these geriatric, septuagenarian, octogenarian politicians out there. Lindsey Graham talking about the Bitcoin. Elizabeth Warren it's, saying, oh, well, it's, you can't hang the art on the wall. yeah but i mean
1: that that conversation wasn't even about nfts it was about bitcoin and it's like okay people don't hang hundreds of dollars on their wall either i mean like literal hundred i mean like yeah you can hang like a picture but no one just hangs like a hundred dollar bill on their wall right Right. unless it's like special for some reason yeah it's the first one ever printed
0: yeah yeah, it's... it's
1: that argument just made no sense I'm like lady you're not talking about nfts yeah are you aware of that? And I don't think she was. I, I I, think, you know, one, it's not bipartisan. It, there's clearly lines between liberals and conservatives on this stuff right now. Yeah. But clearly Warren was just out there just saying like, I just don't like it. I don't get it. I don't like it. And Gary Ginsler's out here just like, I don't even get it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just it just go all over my head, but people are giving me money for some reason. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do what they say. That's... Saying it's
0: not real, it's it's like these uh well the tornado cash guy. It's like he, he's been allowed by a Dutch court now to go home to await his trial next month. Well, they're concerned the prosecutor's concerned because he could tamper with the evidence, which is he could change he could change the code script, basically. What's the same thing with crypto? well it's it's digital therefore it's not real well go ahead and tamper with the code script on a cryptocurrency and tell me it's not real i or mean just
1: lose all your money in crypto and tell me how real that felt exactly
0: <laughs> just just go dump all your all your money, your paycheck into pepe coin or whatever i mean you know, it's, yeah,
1: when that number goes to zero, it feels pretty real.
0: And there's some <laughs> anyone arguments... in
1: twenty twenty two could tell you that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and there are some arguments to be made about, you know, how real the US dollar is. I mean, we all know those arguments. So, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Well, we will leave it there for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, so glad to have you on with us. Do subscribe to our newsletter at bccn 3com and you can follow us on our socials at Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok uh, at BCCN3 underscore media. We will see you here next time for another episode of This Week in Web3. And uh, Keegan, thanks so much uh, for joining in again. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you here next time on BCCN3 Talk. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Twitter at bccn3 media and subscribe to our newsletter at bccn3.com. From our website, you can also join in the conversation in our Discord channel and Reddit page. And we will see you here next time on BCCN3 Talk.